It's back, it's in person, and it's better than ever. The 10th Annapolis Film Festival opens up on Thursday, March 31st, and runs through Sunday, April 3rd, with more than 70 films to make you cry, to make you laugh, to make you question, and to make you think. Over the next few days, we're going to be talking to writers, directors, and producers about the films that they're going to be bringing to Annapolis. Tickets and passes are on sale now at annapolisfilmfestival.org, so go get them. But first... Have a listen to this. And he looks up ladies dresses as they sadly pass him by. But please don't tread on dearest Marilyn. You know, I'll tell you, I am so glad to stop looking at little screens with the world news that's going on right now and the pandemic for the last two years for the little screens for the Annapolis Film Festival, which is coming back in person this year, which I'm so excited about. And joining us today is Justin Zuckerman, who is the director of a new film that's going to be showing at the Annapolis Film Festival called Yelling Fire in an Empty Theater. How are you, Justin? I'm good. I'm very good. I'm also very excited to stop looking at all the news and world events and get into uh, more uh, enjoyable things. You know, you know, Zoom was kind of cool when the Brady Bunch was on TV, but, you know, I'm, I'm kind of over it about now. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the Annapolis Film Festival is coming into Annapolis March 31st to April 4th. I do recommend everybody get your passes and tickets now at AnnapolisFilmFestival.org. If you plan on seeing more than two or three films, I say passes are the way to go because there's a lot of benefits that go to that you get in early you get the good seats and if something's sold out you don't have to worry about the hassle of getting your money back and all that kind of stuff but this film is actually kind of cool because we every year we talk with lee and patty and we look through what the slate of films is and this one just sort of jumped out at me somewhat from a personal level because my daughter is kind of living this life of your film in new york and it's about a recent college graduate from florida who's got stars in her eyes and, you know, she's going to hit the big apple and she's, everything is going to go her way. And then New York just like becomes New York. Yeah. That's a, that's basically it. We, uh, yeah, our, our tagline for it is even, um, it's like Lisa wants to experience everything that New York has to offer. And fortunately she will <laughs> uh, So, it kind of plays to that. Yeah, and the plot generally is, I mean, the girl comes to New York with stars in her eyes. She's going to make it big in the big city, and she ends up living with a couple that is pretty dysfunctional, it seems. And the couple actually is a the daughter of a friend of her mother, so there's some sort of a connection there. Um, and it's just sort of a comedy of errors and how she works her way through New York, right? Yeah, exactly. And it was very much inspired by my own situation. When I first moved to New York, I moved in with a very eccentric couple that they had a lot of their issues. And I moved in through kind of like a mutual friend situation. And it was just uh, really fascinating to see this kind of uh, uh, just how a, a couple can really uh, just go on this kind of roller coaster of ups and downs and then kind of getting a firsthand look at it while also um, Lisa, the main character, gets to experience these different kind of archetypes too of a New York, Brooklyn, hipster uh, society. And I really try to push that as far as I can, uh, as far as I could past reality, even to uh, take it to its, I think, like its full extreme, which is really exciting for me to do. 
Sure. Well, I've, I've heard the phrase that uh, life imitates art. And well, here's art imitating life, it seems, <laughs> based off of what you came. Yeah. What well, you... it's uh, yeah, it was definitely it helped me draw from it and then go go even further for sure. Well, now, Justin, is this your first film or are you a, a veteran? This is my first feature film. I've made a few short films and I um, I was tired of making short films mostly and i had this desire to make a feature film i didn't really have the funds or the resources but i figured to truck along anyway and give it a shot okay well that's one of the things that says in the little blurb about the film that this was made on a budget that was about the cost of an apartment in brooklyn now are we talking about the cost of a apartment for a year in brooklyn yeah we're talking about the the full rent uh, I guess of a year in Brooklyn. I'm sorry, no, of a month in Brooklyn. A month, <laughs> not a, a, a month? month. One month in Brooklyn, yeah. Okay, now, now, I mean, I know Brooklyn's a high rent district and everything else, but I mean, you're still talking under five grand, probably, right? Yep. Oh. Yeah, this was, uh, yeah, my rent uh, for the apartments around thirty five hundred, and we came in under that for the movie. Wow, that's well, you know, I mean, it's certainly uh has been done before i mean you look at uh blair witch project that you know i think what do they what do they have they had like 60 grand or something like that and uh yeah well that's we uh we kind of saw this movie as a bit of an experiment to see you know we we knew so many people who were trying to make movies but they were just like well i'm just waiting for the investors to come through or something and i was just like well isn't it possible if you have a camera and some friends who want to make a movie to just make a movie. And that's kind of what, I guess, birthed the the whole creation of this. And uh, it looks like, it, I feel like it kind of, it worked out for the most part. You know, I, I, I love that. It's like you're, you're saying, okay, well, the traditionals say we wait for the investors to come in and then we, then we do it. And you're like, well, no, we got a camera. We got people. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. That's awesome. Well, yeah. it says it's filmed in a mini DV video aesthetic. Now, is that was it actually filmed on a DV camera? Yeah, we filmed it on a old mini DV camera. We actually, uh, in a big budget way, I guess we had two cameras, one of which we borrowed and one I got on eBay for $40. And they were these little camcorders. And what's great is that, you know, you can take a camcorder anywhere and no one really right. cares about it. So uh, we got to film in places like the airport and in grocery stores. That's wonderful. That Yeah, and it, that it is, was really fantastic, I thought, to film that way. Now, is this going to be the first screening on a screen for this? I know you were at this, Advance 22, yes. but I don't yeah, know. This, yeah, thanks to the pandemic, uh, we uh, played at Slamdance, but only virtually. So this is going to be our first time really getting to see on the big screen, which is super exciting. No, it. it I, I imagine it has to be after the past couple of years. And I, I imagine the, you know, for a director, you've been and a filmmaker that you know, with what was happening in Hollywood and the pandemic and everything else that, you know, the investors just weren't beating down doors to like, hey, you know, please take my money. And so I imagine this is probably sort of a, a need that you had to do because yeah. it just wasn't there. Yes. Well, we filmed this before the pandemic and then we spent the pandemic editing it and getting it all together. But uh, yeah, there was no really, there was no even really a sense that uh, investors would, well, to be honest, we weren't even that interested in getting investors, I should say. It was more of almost like a rebellious spirit that went for it and trying to see if we could do it in our own right. 
Well, well, kind of a question. I mean, I hear that I know that a lot of bands that will you know create their music, and some of them are creating to you know go live and play the theaters and be the Rolling next Rolling Stones. Yet others are turning around and they're creating things for. Hey, I'm hoping that Netflix will pick this up for a series as a you know an opening credit or a closing credit or something along those lines. And I know that some filmmakers are eyeing the YouTube market or the you know, or the Hulu market or where, you know, that's the, the distribution point as opposed to theaters where, I mean, did you have any idea of where you wanted to see yelling fire in an empty theater go once it was complete? Um, we had the, there's a great uh, kind of film curation website called no budge that I've had a few short films on. And so our main goal was simply to get on this. It's run by this uh, mumblecore filmmaker who uh, lives in Brooklyn too. And so our main goal was to get into that. But other than that, I had, I even had a few people ask me like, is this like your calling card so that, you know, you can move on to the next big thing. And I was like, for this one, I really just wanted to try to just, I want to express myself through the form of a independent film and get it out there, give it a shot, see how it feels. Cause it's the making movies to me is the most exciting thing in the world. And that's kind of what I live for more than the all the other stuff that comes through it and that is likely not going to work out in the end in a business sense but mainly what i was going for was can i make something uh almost for the pure art of it and i haven't and uh i think i will for the next ones maybe put more thought into perhaps distribution and uh you know even festivals and things like that because we never even planned to get into a festival well you gotta love a product that's built out of out of passion as opposed to greed. And I, I certainly, certainly laud you for that. That's for sure. Just out of curiosity, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a disconnect myself in the title. Where did the title come from? Yeah, there's a, it, it's more so, well, it's a, that's a great question. First off, I really just, I just enjoy the title. I think it's fun and I like long titles. Um, but I think it can be interpreted just in the sense that it, kind of is about this character who is almost she's surrounded by people but no one is really hearing her or listening to her and so no matter how much she is almost calling for help it falls on deaf ears you're absolutely right because i was looking through the slate i was like oh that title sounds really interesting and and yeah and then then i got sucked into it and i said okay well wow this sound this does sound a lot of fun you're going to be um screening this twice at the Annapolis Film Festival, once on Saturday, April 2nd at 1230 at the Annapolis Elementary School, and then on Sunday at 1230 at Maryland Hall, and potentially a little bit later on that day, depending on what they do with the um, best of the best, where they mm -hmm. just do that uh, that huge marathon of films toward the end. But um, are you going to be actually coming down to Annapolis for the film festival? Yep, I'll be there the whole time. I'm very excited to see uh, my film on the big screen, especially in 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 an elementary school. I think that'll be super fun and interesting. So yeah, I'm coming down and I'm bringing uh, some crew and some cast as well to come with me. Question for you: What does a as a director? And I mean, this is your first feature, you said, but what what do you hope to get out of like your festival audiences? I mean, what what are you looking for? I mean, I'm going to assume that you're going to do like a Q&A after the film screens. Um, I mean, what are, you, what are you looking for the Annapolitans here to to give you, to ask you, to challenge you with? Well, I'm uh, well, I'm just looking forward, I guess, to because of this pandemic and the uh, everything has been so insular. So I'd really love to hear just people from 
who aren't from Brooklyn to hear their perspective on their film and how it translates, how it translates to those people, as well as meeting other filmmakers from across the country and from Maryland and just getting to collaborate and meet new people and possibly work on new projects with people. I think all of that, um, Annapolis seems like it can, the Annapolis Film Festival seems like a great uh, fertile ground for that. I'm biased. I think we are. I have seen the trailer and I, and, and it totally intrigues me. I mean, I love the fact that this is a, you know, and I'm not a film guy, but I'm, I'll say a point of view type of a film where, you, you know, you've got the small camera and it's, it's right there. I mean, I saw the opening credit where, the woman's approaches her in the airport and says, Hey, what's, what's going on? And says, You're going, here's, here's, mm-hmm. here's, here's 50 bucks. Um, you know, yeah. it's, it's going to be everything you, you dreamed it wouldn't be. Um, and that's based on a true story too, to, uh, my friends that happened to her on her first day. Oh my word. Really? Yeah. Someone, uh, was like, good luck. And I think they gave her a hundred dollars or something. That's great. I need somebody and, to give my kid a yeah. hundred, hundred bucks periodically just to mm-hmm. <laughs> just show up at the airport for uh, nice, ominous strangers. Now your casting crew. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, we don't, we don't have any major stars here on a uh, $3,500 budget, but are the casting crew, were they just friends or were they actors or? It's a, it's a mix of both. We had um, the lead girl is a actor from, uh, the college that I went to at Florida State. So she was, uh, she pl- uh, acted in a lot of our student films and she's really talented. So I cast her. And then some of my friends from film school were also in it. But then the, for example, the couple, the girl, uh, Kelly Cooper, is a local Brooklyn comedian who is very talented and does stuff with Adult Swim. And then the uh, boyfriend, who's played by Michael Patrick Nicholson, was in this great film called are we not cats which played at the venice film festival a few years ago and we the director of that went to our film school so we were able to connect that way and get him on board so it was a mix of local brooklyn actors and then friends of ours as well great how long did it take you to film and i know you said you filmed it all before covid which was a blessing in disguise i'm sure yeah absolutely it was it was we got it in november of 2019 is when we filmed it so how, how long did it ta- how long did it take to film? It took us about ten days or so to film. Oh, okay. Yep. And, and and the idea, I mean, it just was based off of your experience coming into New York. Yeah, it was very much. It was pretty much that, and then also I was watching a lot of these mumblecore, um, lo-fi kind of movies and getting inspired by those. And there was one film in particular called Exit Elena by the uh, director Nathan Silver, and that was. I saw that right after I moved to New York and it was about a young woman who moves in with a retired couple. And, uh, there's not much more similarity, but that in itself, like helped me realize that I was living in a place that uh, could provide a lot for a, a movie. That's and great. so that kind of helped me open my own eyes to it. That's great. Well, I'll tell you, I am looking forward to seeing yelling fire in an empty theater. Yeah, actually, I can see there, there a sequel on this one, maybe down the line. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's not on your radar, but I can see um, what's Lisa doing in her mid thirties, still in New York. Yeah. How, how did how did that how did that work out for her? <laughs> I'd like to see that too. We'll see, but we'll see if she stays in New York or not. That's true. Get me back to Florida. I don't know what it might be. Justin Zuckerman is screening his film Yelling Fire in an Empty Theater at the Annapolis Film Festival Saturday, April 2nd at 1230 at the Annapolis Elementary School. 
Sunday, April 3rd at 1230 at Maryland Hall. And this is a film that you probably really do want to see. It's very interesting. I mean, it, I don't want to say it's um, Blair Witch Project-esque, but I mean, it's, I, I feel it's very sort of point of view. Here it is. And you can tell that, you know, you, you didn't rely on any kind of, you know, computer generated graphics and special effects or any, any of that. I mean, it was, it was real. And uh, yeah, we the, went for real raw filmmaking. It's pure, I guess is the word that I'm looking for. And, and you're, and you're right. I mean, the, the character that plays Lisa is the character that plays Lisa. I screwed that up, boy, didn't I? The, the, the actor that plays the character, Lisa, uh, you know, just did a wonderful job. She's so believable. The, the wide eyed, okay, here I am is, is wonderful. Everybody that's going, go check this one out. And definitely uh, throw Justin some tough questions when you see him at the uh, at either of the two screenings. But Justin Zuckerman yelling fire in an empty theater. We'll see you at the Annapolis Film Festival. I will make sure I hunt you down and say hello and introduce myself. And once again, for those that are listening, AnnapolisFilmFestival.org is where you want to go. Tickets and passes are on sale now. You can get them at the day of the shows as well. I do recommend passes. Um, and not related to this, but they do have a special shorts pass this year where you can just for the shorts films, because some people enjoy making shorts and watching them. I never knew what a shorts was before this film festival came in, but Justin, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. And I look forward to meeting you in a couple of days down here in Annapolis and coming down from here, you come down on the train. Or are you driving? Uh, I'm coming down on the train. Yep. Taking the Amtrak. Not a bad way to do it. I look forward to meeting you and seeing your film in full. Thank you, John. I look really looking forward to meeting you too and uh, getting to talk more about uh, the festival and whatnot. Again, the 10th Annapolis Film Festival kicks off on Thursday, March 31st. Passes are on sale, and that is the way to go if you are seeing more than just a few movies. But they also have individual tickets as well. AnnapolisFilmFestival.org is where you want to go. It's the best four days in Annapolis, and you can be sure you'll see me at the movies. Sadly passing by